It's Tuesday, the 6th of December. It's time to drink on with the Greencast, your fortnightly podcast about gaming. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me is Goes Goes. Hi. We are low on the ground today, but don't let that put you down, because not many weeks left until our Game of the Year extravaganza double podcast, which will be spread over two weeks. I mean, for you guys, we're not going to record it for two weeks. That that would be that would take too long to edit. Wait, we're going to record it two weeks after theirs? You, you don't want to know who won Fire Time Travel before we record to find out who wins. Oh, you're going to tell everyone who wins before we record it? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be like the Game Awards. So we're going to fake the discussion. <laughs> we're going we're gonna like to fake the that there's a competition. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, I've been paid a lot. Of, I mean, I've not been paid any money. Um, I'll edit this out in post. So, uh, what have you been up to this week, Gaza Gaza? Not a lot. I I played some Destiny 2 and started playing Sifu to have played it before the game of the year thingy. You, um, you wanted to play a fighting game? Yeah, I, I love fighting games. <laughs> like, I love those single-player fighting games especially that they're only single player like I, I go to my local arcade and i'm like i'm gonna play a fighting game and it's just me and when someone says can i be player too you just punch him in the throat yeah it's also a fighting game like to get to the machine <laughs> the, the fighting part then i'm like yeah i won i guess i'll just leave and not play it <laughs> they already fought someone. Well, I, re- I remember when Sifu came out, it's, it had mixed scores, didn't it? We gave it a 9 out of 10. The mm-hmm. mic quite enjoyed it. But I seem to recall that there were so- some issues people f- had with the game, at least. I actually didn't pay attention to that. So I I, I might look, look this stuff up, because yeah, so far I'm enjoying the game. I I mean, I played a little bit, but yeah, so far I thought it's really, really well-realized video game, like really well-designed overall. Everything comes together really well. Like, I generally like roguelike games, so having a roguelike mechanic, for those who don't know, in the game, the main character has a magic amulet, and uh, when he dies, he comes back to life, but ages. Oh, I remember seeing something about that, yeah. So yeah, you lose some stuff by dying, but you can continue up to a point where you're too old to fight. And then does it just delete your save? Yeah, well, it doesn't delete your save, but you need to start the game over like the story from the beginning uh boo not a fan of my progress being lost <laughs> so the coming back to life bit i like the aging that's a fun mecha- mechanic the fact that you can like die from old age not so much because i'd never finish that game <laughs> as you play the game you gain experience and you can upgrade your skills and 
yeah, when you die, you lose those those skills, but when you gain them, you also gain progress to gaining the skill permanently. So you retain that progress even if the story restarts. Right. And you, yeah, you you'll eventually unlock the whole skill tree, and you start with all of the abilities uh, at the start. Okay, so so even though I would be terrible at it, I could force my way through the game. Yeah, essentially. I think that's what I like that about roguelike games, which is, I guess technically you would call that roguelite because you retain some progress. But yeah, like I, I like the replayability and that even it, even when you fail, you keep some progress. And so it's almost like you have... I don't know, a graph with progress going in two directions. Like, even if your horizontal progress gets erased, your vertical your vertical progress remains. Yeah, that's fair enough. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing it more. And they are apparently still updating the game, still have a roadmap to add more content to it. And I'm interested in the story. How that goes, because the storyline is basically the main character's father gets killed, then you get killed, but well, the main character is a child and somehow has that amulet on them, and when they get killed, they get revived and they train martial arts for years to get revenge on people who killed their father. That's the gist of the story. Right. I guess they. Like coming back to life and aging, that will come into play. Maybe time travel, something. Yeah, the premise is a revenge story, but if yeah, game designers want it to be more than a simple revenge story, there will be some kind of a twist, I feel. Because they already added the medallion that lets you cheat death. So I imagine it will be something, yeah, something more than just getting revenge. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, funnily enough, the the game I want to talk about this week is a roguelike, roguelite, a rogue legacy two, and funnily enough, it's also a game of the year contender like Sifu is. Should I need to play that too? Because <laughs> I I, re- I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, so did I. I, I waited until it came out, and clearly waited even longer than that because it's had uh, at the start of November it had the Fabled Heroes update which added a bunch of stuff and, and changed some stuff. Yes, uh, I've sunk about five hours into it so far having quite a bit of fun with it I've unlocked most of the like people at the home base bit before each ancestor goes in. Yeah, that's another example of that, that you can upgrade your castle, right? Yeah. So even if you die, you retain those upgrades. Yeah, I really like that about the first game. Yeah, I my my favorite character that I've had so far was Sir Pepperoni. He was a chef, so he he had a frying pan instead of a sword or a bow and arrow or anything. And with the frying pan, you can hit projectiles back towards enemies, turning them into fireballs. So that's that was really useful. He lasted for ages. He killed well over a hundred monsters, and and then like, of course, I died because <laughs> that's the whole point of the game. I had one more chef after that, 
in, in, a, in a more recent run, but they didn't last quite as long. So Pepperoni kicked a lot, but... Yeah, the show sounds, sounds cool. Like, I don't remember if there was an equivalent in the first game like that. I, I think in the first game, every single character just had a sword, and they had some secondary ability that was different. Yeah, there's there's a load of different classes, and um, there's a Valkyrie with a spear and a rogue ranger, one of them with a bow and arrow, mage with a obviously mage's staff, mm. and they each have a spell. Of course, while you're going around the the shifting around levely bit castle thing, you you can pick up different weapons and different spells. And I think my favorite spell so far has been a when you cast it, there's a cloud appears above where you are and strikes everything below it with lightning. Obviously, it doesn't hurt you, but it's it was very useful, very very quick casting time. And um, for for my uses at the time, it was perfect. I watched my friend play. Rogue Legacy 2 when it was an early access and he was really into the gunner class that has a pistol that you can shoot the pistol while hanging in the air. He was yeah. really into that. The I know the ranger when you start to draw back the bow, it sl- like it slows your descent if you're in midair. Mm-hmm. And they also have an ability that I didn't really find a use for. I, I know what I could use it for, but I just didn't have, have the occasion to use it. They, they create it can create a a leafy like bridge in front of them, so th- th- so you can stand on it. So mm. in theory, you could jump up and then cast that and then stand on it. As I said, I, I didn't really find a reason to use it, but I, I know that it could be a useful thing. Yeah, I did see that, and it was, I don't know if they, if there's something more to the Ranger now, but yeah, it seemed questionable how effective that class would be, because like the arrow curves, and yeah, you have the platform, so like, maybe it's just me that I can't think of a better I'm not sure how that. useful it's going to be against a boss, because mm-hmm. it's it's a slow thing, it's, and, and it wasn't the most powerful weapon that I had come across at the time. Yeah, I've I've done a few chefs, some knights, and and a couple of Valkyries. The whole point of the game is that you have to defeat these. I think there's five, maybe six or seven, of these bosses. These they're called estuaries, and you have to defeat them to unlock this big door to find out what's behind it. Probably more monsters, but <laughs> I've defeated two estuaries, so I'm very proud of myself. Two in in less than five hours. But you, listener, could be proud of yourself by donating to charity. Do it. The um the jingle jam has started, and as it did last year, there is a games collection where you can pay thirty five pounds. As I think $42 US to get, I think it's about $1,000 worth of Steam codes. You get uh, 85 games plus three discount codes for 
various stores, the Yog Store, Fresh and Displate, and a free spin on the Jungle Jam wheel at fanatical.com. Question mark, ref equals game grin. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's like affiliate link. Yeah. Well, warning, this podcast contains affiliate links. This is a sponsored content. Yes, the charity is paying us to talk about it. I mean, there, there's like streams and stuff to watch, but I don't watch streams. I do like getting bundles of games, though. <laughs> the uh, Jingle Jam 2022 games collection. I will drop a, a link to this in the show notes. Jinglejam.tiltify.com forward slash games to see all of them, but it's got things like Age of Wonders, Planet Fall, First Clash Trouble, Absolute Drift Zen Edition, something called Dude Stop, which I, I watched the trailer of that and I was like, oh, I want that. Basically, some mini games where the aim of them is to do them incorrectly so the game has a go in. The drawback to these Steam codes is that they will expire at the end of the year. So come 1st of January, if you haven't used them, you'll lose them. On the plus side, Christmas is sorted for your friends. The On, on the negative side, they're going to wind up with like five copies of Chroma Squad. <laughs> I, I do recommend Chroma Squad if you haven't played it. If you ever watched Power Rangers and thought, that was fun, then... Yeah, you definitely want to check out Chrome Squad. Yeah, Power Rangers. <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone on my friends list on Steam already owns it. I never heard of it. Really? Yeah. It came out in 2016, and I have a feeling that I nominated it for the Game of the Year. No, 2015, sorry. Yep, it was number nine in the Green Hit, the Game Green Game of the Year. In 2015, the first year that we did a Game of the Year podcast. Wow. I have a feeling I remember that every year, and I'm always surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tactical RPG, and that's not normally my my genre of choice. But the writing is just super charming. Basically, you, I, I'll, I'll go back to the charity stuff in a minute, but in Chrome Squad, you, you have to create a TV show that is like the Power Rangers, a bunch of colourful, suited people being at monsters and through no fault of your own the show becomes real and there are real monsters <laughs> oh, or horrifying well if if you want the code it is yours goes it goes because let's see uh seven friends already own this game well i'm thinking about getting the bundle so uh, well, then i'm gonna end up with a code <laughs> i'll give you my code you give someone else your code <laughs> Because that's the good thing about the Jingle Jam 2022 games collection. You get things like You Suck at Parking, Here Comes Nico, Imagine Earth Planetary Colonization. That's from last year, and I don't remember ever hearing that title before. <laughs> just just at random. Warhammer 40,000, Gladius Relics of War, and Chroma Squad. Now, there's, there's a bunch of games on here. Like I said, there's 85. It says 85 plus games, so that probably means 86 games <laughs> and you get the discount codes my wife has already used the displate 40 percent off discount code to get herself a new poster thing the 40 percent off was equivalent to exactly the amount of shipping cost so free shipping basically sorry i'm just uh, i'm a bit quiet because i'm looking at games like a, a lot of quality stuff 
I mean, if you're into like lower budget indie stuff, like I am, then yeah. A total war saga Troy isn't indie. <laughs> but I get what you mean. There's Deponia, which has been bundled by every site that has ever done a bundle. Oh, I probably have codes for that. I, I would guarantee you have codes for that. <laughs> that that doesn't make it bad, but it's it's from twenty twelve. It's been around for 10 years it's been around the block so yeah as i say check out the show notes where i'll drop a link to that so you can support charity again it's 35 pounds or more if you decide to do more and you receive steam keys if epic games is your platform of choice what the hell is wrong with you also you you get nothing to use on there so what what is wrong with you (laughs) Pretty sure there's a Saints Row that's going to be free on Epic. Yes, uh, Saints Row Four is going to be free on Epic, and when it is, they are going to turn every everyone's version of Saints Row Four into the Ultimate Edition, whatever the name is, to give you all the DLC. Oh, that, that's according to several websites. I couldn't find their source of that though, unless someone wrongly reported on it and everyone's just using them as a source. Maybe it was the person who nominated Sifu as a fighting game. <laughs> and then everyone just did the same thing. Did I, did I tell you about our fighting game uh, category that I just created? Sifu is the only entry. <laughs> well, I suggested that we just have one category that's fighting games and we put all of the games in there. Then they'd be games that are fighting each other. Yeah. Well, we we've alluded to it a few times already in this podcast. The Game Awards is you're probably watching it as you're listening to this, so I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, apparently going to be significantly shorter this year. Um, the, now, does that mean that fewer games wanted to be part of it, or they've asked fewer games to be part of it? All I know is that gaming news is is kind of kind of dry at the moment because people are waiting for the Game Awards announcements. They say that they are making it shorter because of the feedback, but I imagine that people who gave that feedback meant less Jeff Keighley, and they're gonna add something else else. Oh, you want it to be shorter? We'll, we'll have five fewer games that'll make room for more ads and more Jeff Keighley. Yeah, are you uh, excited for the The Game Awards? No. Yeah, me neither. People message me afterwards and, and say, oh, such and such got this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, we do our own Game Awards It's in a podcast. I mean, the thing with the Game Awards is that it feels like in most of the categories, they're like same games over and over. And that's kind of boring. What do you mean Elden Ring has been nominated for everything? And God of War. And God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Like, no. I don't know. Just nominate different games, you know? Don't don't just do the most popular ones, I guess? Well, in fairness, the, the... Good people at GameGring.com have nominated over 20 games for the Game of the Year category alone for the GameGring Game of the Year. So, 
sometimes it's not, it's not easy to to just pick the best, and so you just default to uh, I, I suppose Elden Ring, <laughs> a sequel, uh, Elden Ring. It wasn't a sequel. Ah, I don't care. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare to go through so many games. But, well, I'm just interested to hear what other people think about different games. I think that's my main thing. Like, you don't really get that from the Game Awards. You don't get, like, I really love this about this game, and that this made this and that game special to me, you know? That that's the interesting part of the discourse about gaming to me. Just hearing everyone else's point of view. Like you might think, oh Elden Ring, I think that game sucks. But if someone else if you ask someone else, oh why what did you like about it? And they tell you, like, it might change your mind. I'm I mean people just have to go back to our game of the game of the year podcast to hear how you convinced people to to vote for a game that they hadn't played which one was that you don't remember uh, or was it guilty gear yes guilty gear in, in yeah i wish sequel, you you, you kind of brute forced it by being so passionate about it to be honest i wish i talked more about it <laughs> i i mean like I, I feel a bit bad that I didn't push on the soundtrack part because that soundtrack I feel like is amazing, is really good. I, I still listen to it even if I don't play the game at the moment. Well, it wouldn't have won out against Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. The best soundtrack winner. Oh yeah, I need to make more of a point to like actually check out. The stuff, more more of the games this time. Well, with so many games being nominated, so many different games for many categories, such as best indie, best debut game, best soundtrack, it's just not possible to watch playthroughs for all of these games, let alone play all of these games. Mm. But you can tune in for those podcasts later this month. Before we recorded. Before we recorded. As for this episode, I think that brings us to the end of it. Thank you for joining me, Gozgos. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to the Greencast. And better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you find this episode. You can find more from us on GameGreen.com, find us on social media, or listen to the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. Until next time, game on.